0: Hey guys, welcome to California Haunts Radio. I'm on Nancy. Um, I just sent her a link a few minutes ago. I kind of I kind of got involved with working on a video and lost track of time, and so I forgot to send her the link right away. <laughs> Oops. So hopefully she comes on soon. Maybe I'll have to call her even. Um, <laughs> I mean, either way, I'm, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal problem or you think you have a paranormal issue, we can help you. Uh, It might take us a while to get to you because California is this huge state. But we have psychics on staff who can phone you ahead of time and, in most cases, settle things down uh, that that are going on with you. Let me go ahead and see if I can get Nancy. And uh, this is all my fault, guys. I really apologize. So let me call.
1: Okay,
0: hey, I'm here. I sent you the, the link.
1: My,
0: huh? I sent you the link just a little while ago.
1: I, I, I'm already trying to get my. Uh, I have, what I'm having trouble with my audio. I'm already with it. Okay. So I was I did a, a
0: session earlier and it worked. Okay. So I'm trying to get on and my audio is not working. So give me a couple minutes. I See, guys, we're all having problems today. I'm forgetful. Nancy's having all issues with her audio. All right. <laughs> We're on the air. I'm saying I'm having issues. You're having issues. It's one of those days. Okay, I'll be patient. Bye. Okay, just want to make sure. I know I, I should have said it to her sooner because that you know that, that compensates for things like this. Anyway, um, I got a lot to talk about. Anyway, and uh, if you're watching from Facebook, please be sure to hit that like button, you know, or that smiley button, or thumbs up, or, or whatever it is you want to hit if you if you like what you hear tonight with Nancy. This light, you know, I set up this light and it just, it just, uh, hang on guys. Because my other lights out. And so I, I'm just going to go with this. Um, Anyway, even though I like it like really bright behind me. Um, Ah, Facebook. If you're watching from Facebook and, and, you, and you like, you hear and like what you see, please hit that thumbs up. Please hit those smileys. Please send those hearts because we're looking to uh, be pushed further up in the algorithm, which means if we're up in the algorithm. A lot of people see us, a lot more people feel us, you know, get to view the show. So uh, that helps me, you know, get the name out there of the show and all that good stuff. Uh, same thing with uh, YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube tonight, uh, please be sure to uh, hit those like buttons and all that. for Then uh, that helps, like I said, with, with the algorithm. And also, if you're on Facebook and you like what you see, please be sure to follow us if you haven't done so already. And if you're on YouTube and you like what you see, Right, if you're watching from YouTube, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, because we have 600 and what is it, 22 videos over there, and they're all different topics. I'm a journalist; I don't like to cover the same topics, so I like to cover news topics as well. And as you can tell by doing by some of the stuff like the opioid epidemic that we covered, and a couple of other things even this week that that we covered, um, I, I like to like change it up, you know, and, and 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 cover news news items as well. So yeah, and I'm sure you know if you go over that. Uh, you go to the youtube channel you're going to find something you like okay there's a lot of topics over there there's um if you go to the front page you know the, the main page for the live videos you're going to lose your mind because there's all kinds of live videos all mishmashed and shoved over there the way to do it is that go you to know, the front page and i have i have everything categorized so it's like if, if you like to listen to nancy mats then you'll be able to go to a file that just has nothing but nancy Matz's stuff in there just like if you're in the aliens and contactees, there you go you know you you can find it over there so, yeah, be, please be sure to do that. And if you're watching and you, you know you got people in your house or whatever, you know, you're having dinner, be sure to ask them to take a look at the show. You know, to so say, hey, there's this cool little show that I listened to and I thought you might be interested in it. Okay? That, that you know, it's just a favor to me, a favor to Nancy, so we can keep the ratings rolling here. Anyway, uh, I was up all night last night and I discovered something. You know, I'm forever complaining about my internet, you know, because I don't have the greatest internet in the world. But... I did upgrade and you know this time of day as you guys know things happen right things happen because there might be some big news item or something and and everybody in my neighborhood has xfinity and i know this from experience this morning about 5 a.m i finally got the video done and i'm going to be talking about the video in a second this particular video it's an hour and a half long it's, it's going to be it's going to be aired here eventually but I had put it up on the Patreon page and then there was this option on the Patreon page to uh, put a thumbnail on the front of it. So I went ahead, I clicked on the button and the whole video disappeared and I was just going, Oh my God, what, I have to redo it. You know, I have, I have to re re upload this video. So with just before I had done that, I had started to upload the video to YouTube because I want to get it up there and get it on the schedule. And plus I can move it off my hard drive. So I decided, okay, what the hell? So I, so without even thinking really, I start uploading on Patreon, Then it dawns on me that I am now uploading two hour and a half videos up on different sites. So I've got an hour and a half video uploading on Patreon, I've got an hour and a half video uploading on YouTube, and I'm thinking, oh my God, what's the internet going to do? And to my surprise, and I mean, granted, it was it was like five thirty in the morning, okay, because like hardly anybody's on. There's no traffic in this neighborhood at that point, but to my surprise. YouTube uploaded in 33 minutes. Patreon uploaded in 38 minutes. Right behind each other. Okay? Both processed. YouTube processed in about 15 minutes. Patreon processed in about 11 minutes. So I mean, I'm impressed. I I have some high speed internet here. <laughs> I just don't I just don't see it this time of day when I'm doing the show. You know, cuz I'm forever complaining about it. I just don't see it this time of day. But I have pretty good internet. I'm really I was really impressed this morning. So chalk one up for Xfinity, right? Anyway, the video that I was able to get done finally was the uh, video on Gina Rock Tinker um, who's the longest tenured Tinkerbell to fly over Disneyland. And the video for the patreon members is now over at patreon and it's going to be there for the next couple weeks and so that's an early bird thing for you guys to see that way you can watch it here. At, at your current convenience, that's one of the perks of being on the Patreon. Is uh oh, Nancy just left. We lost Nancy again. It's going to be one of those nights. Nancy might have to come in by phone, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's see what she says. I got a message over here. Hang on. See, it's just one of those computer nights where nothing wants to work. We need to check my audio. Don't know why. That's okay. My camera on my computer, every time I try to, every time early, a little earlier, would not like stay on the computer, it would always pop off. Murphy's Law today. But anyway, I'll let her deal with that for a second. And I'll tell her to come back in. She, oh, there she is. Anyway, so uh, for the Patreon members, that's one of the perks is you get to see these these videos before anybody else does. And you get to critique them. That way, if you think there's something, and this is going to be an extra thing I'm going to throw in. It's kind of like those, uh, movie, those early movie premieres. So if you see one of my videos over on Patreon, and you think there's something that... Maybe could be changed to make it better. You can critique it. I'll let you critique it, and that way I can make the video better instead of just throwing instead of just putting these things out there and and yeah, it looks okay. Blah blah blah. You guys can help me out. So visit the California Haunts Patreon. The address is in the description to this show, and I encourage you to join over there because that's one of the biggest perks about the Patreon is you get to you get to see these videos like weeks ahead of everybody else. And I can promise you, this one about this one about the flying Tinkerbell is something because this is stuff you don't hear all the time. There's Disney secrets in there about the Matterhorn, you know, because everybody looks at the Matterhorn Mountain, you know. There's stories about the Matterhorn that circulate that are true, right? There's stories that aren't true, and Gina clears some of those up when she's talking. She flew for 21 years. She flew over Disneyland every night, 165 feet in the air. Okay, that takes Kahanas. But there's a lot more to Gina than just that. So that's what this—that's what this show, the this, the this, this story is about—is it's not only about her time with Disney; it's also about her time away from Disney because she is a very, very interesting individual. So I encourage you, if you want to see this thing on an early bird, head on over to the California Haunts Patreon. It's five—I think it's five dollars a month to be a member, but you're going to get. Early previews to these videos. Anytime I do a video, unless unless I'm short on this end, anytime I do a video that's a pre-record, it's going to go over the it's it's going over the Patreon, okay. And you guys will get the Patreon members will get first grabs on those videos to see them. And I've already got three sitting over there, so I mean, there's not like it's not like you're just going to go for one video. All right. The other plus of that Patreon is and Nancy and I are going to sit down probably next week and figure this out. And I think Nancy's going to be the first victim over there. We're gonna do a one-hour show sometime during the week where you can ask the guest questions. Maybe it's a question that that you know you didn't get. I didn't ask the guest that, that you that that you kind of wanted asked, or a question that you were too shy to ask the guest, or maybe you're just sitting there after the show and thinking, well, maybe I, maybe we should have talked about added this in there or talked about this. That's what that's about. Where you can go on in there and do a one-on-one with with, with certain guests. And so Nancy's gonna be the first one to do that. And I've got a couple other guests lined up to do that as well. And that's part of the perks on the Patreon as well. So that'll be an extra place for you guys to go. All right. Also over on the Patreon, we're going to be giving away gifts. So when we hit a certain uh, uh, number of members, I'm going to be giving away gifts like uh, stickers and coffee cups and T-shirts and things like that. We're going to have drawings and everything over there. So, I mean, it's, it's a benefit to be over there. You just need to get over there and see what's going on over there. Okay but uh yeah so uh check out that address down at the bottom of uh, the description on Nancy's video here and head on over to the patreon check it out because secret Bells videos up in fact in a, in about probably after the show probably around 10ish I'm gonna have a teaser for that show um, and I was back, that's what distracted me from sending Nancy uh, the information to join the show was because I was working on the teaser and lost track of time but I'm gonna have a nice teaser for that show and I think I, I, think, uh, you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna like it think you're gonna like it Okay, without further ado, and again, if you like what you hear today, please be sure you know. Depending where you're at, if you're on Facebook, please be sure to join, follow. Uh, same thing with, with uh, YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. And away we go. Oh, one more thing. I, I am teaching a class, and I'll have it added for that this this starting Sunday. For it's kind of second development class, but it's a second protection class. And I, I taught one last month, I think. And this one's more in depth where we're going to be looking at the different crystals and what they do, you know, and how they can help you. And I'm also going to teach you guys how to have protection on your body, like making a medicine bag. You don't, you know, necessarily have to be Native Native American to make one. okay? even though I have Native American friends that will probably, you know, get mad at me for saying that. But you can make your own protection bag or you can make your own talisman or candles or whatever. We're going to I'm going to teach you guys how to make all that. So you have protection, all right. And believe me, these these stones are fascinating because there's actually a kidney stone that they call a kidney stone, and it's it's, a, it's supposed to help you if if you're having kidney issues and stuff like that. It's supposed to help you with your kids, protect you with your kidney issues and things like that. I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying that's what it's supposed to do. So that's the stuff we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about um, you know how all the different stones work because each stone does a different thing. You know, there's even one for blood pressure which I desperately need, obviously. Okay? Anyway, that's going to be on Jan- Saturday, January 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific. So, um, you know, and then I'm, I'm more flexible. I mean, if you sign up for the class, you can't make the 1 p.m., I might put out a second class for that just to accommodate the people that can't make that 1 p.m., right? It just depends how many how much interest I get. So check it out over the California Haunts uh, Paranormal uh, Investigation Team Meetup. Okay? And when you go in, you'll get to the meetup, you'll sign up, and then you go ch- go check out the events, and that's where you'll find it. Okay, that being said, today we're going to talk about how to not become an attachment after you die. It's a Nancy day. All right, here we
1: go. Oh, it's just like me to tackle something so obscure as that. And uh, oh, everybody, I've had an afternoon trying to get, I hope you can hear me clear, correct? something is wrong with the atmosphere is it as my friend would say something in (laughs) retrograde? yeah because
0: when i was first coming in here to shoot the intro for your show my video my 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 onboard camera kept turning off for no reason oh
1: gosh it was plugged
0: Mm. in the light was on the computer would say oh it's not connected well Well,
1: uh, (laughs) uh since i had cancer uh it was in 87 I was, you have a squeaky chair, honey.
0: <laughs> I know. I need some WD-40 for my chair, guys. Try Sit still. Or oh, oh, really, oh, I'm really itching for, you know, one of those gaming chairs, a nice red, red and black gaming chair, because this chair's got chairs in it. I uh, Hit, I hit, also... hit. Yeah, go
1: ahead. <laughs> this is a tough topic, but one of my favorite, how many times have I said that favorite topic? Uh, the quest to find out why bad things happen to good people. And so after my cancer, I got divorced. Two years later, a year and a half later, they said, ah, two years after surgery, I think you're going to live, but we're going to monitor you for 15 years. In those years, uh, in 87, chemotherapy killed people. And because I was mm-hmm. so young, they didn't want to give it to me. And I can appreciate that. But the mental strain it puts on you is just, uh, it was not easy. And I had to deal with it um and i had to find a way to deal with it and so it the, the journey started and the universe sent me over to spirit of grace uh citricides california uh mom and pop uh ken and ollie keck and i was uh, labeled a psychic after the first couple times i went friday night circle and to make a long story short that's like if you want to read more about that and my bio go to nancymaths.com and i have all kinds of information there so So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, spirit survival, spirit this, spirit that, and they got to a place where we need to talk about attachments. And it's kind of like attachments, demons, uh, attachment. i mentioned Karen Rothstein, and we're writing a book together, and everything I'm putting together here is just little highlights of each chapter of things that we're gonna be talking about. And she brought up one day, it was 30 years ago, <laughs> 25 years ago, she says, I have a problem with a client. And she gave me the first name and I went, I, put, I call it putting my mind to a client. And oh my God, that client wasn't by himself or herself. I can't remember the first one, I think it was a woman. Anyway, I described, I says, oh, Karen, that person's not alone, that has a spirit attached to it the word attachment, of course, uh, blending. Um, oh, okay, I'm still getting pop-ups, everybody. <laughs> I, I can't stand this. I've been really busy. My life has been busy, so I haven't had a chance to research that. Anyway, so the word attachment uh-huh. was something I, gosh. <laughs> is that you or me? <laughs> Someone trying to get me, and uh, okay. it is what it is. <laughs> I know it, right? Uh, you know what? This what? Is like one of, This is
0: like one of those, like, things you see on TV where there's like six people in the room and then the <laughs> phone buzzes and then and, and they've all got their phones going,
1: you know? Yeah. Right. Well, if I don't answer this on show, that person will continually try to get hold of me. But anyway, everybody's, um, and kindly <laughs> I say this, everybody's life is important to them. Right. And in the moment, and I deal with, <laughs> When psychic said to me, I don't like dealing with what you do. <laughs> I said, Well, this is who I am. I have to deal with some really hard stuff. So I like the stuff no one else wants to talk to their clients about. And though I do talk about school and their kids, the tough stuff. Anyway, this is some of the tough stuff is as you are alive today, when we pass over and now I put my hands down, Nancy, I do realize we do survive. Whether you want to, you believe in it no interest in it you do you fall right of your body you roll over you're lifted out someone grabs you and i've had so much proof 33 years that for me to not even consider possible is it's not true we do survive and those of us who are emotionally healthy when we pass over and i didn't say having cancer and lingering forever or some people who have terrible circumstances and they die. I can't address things like that. I'm just gonna address you out there who have, who may have potentially a, an unfortunate accident. You get a disease or you get to be old and grow of old age and die peacefully of a what I call a soft heart. I am dealing with a client whose mother has a soft heart. What that means is it just frail, it frails out. just just down to nothing. And of course, there's all many ways people You live, you're born, you live, and your body is, um, as I've heard recently on YouTube, it's programmed to not survive. We get to go on. We get to come back. We get all kinds of storylines. So I want to start with something to give you a reference point, something to make you think. (laughs) I make a reference to a show. A long time ago, I watched this show, and recently I remembered this show, so I went looking for it and I watched some of the series I think it went seven, five, six years. And the movie, the TV series was called Fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E. How many, don't raise your hand, but how many have heard of that? It was a 2012. It was so mysterious. It's like there were things happening, happening that no one had any answers for. Well, what, what it was dealing with was parallel universe. And the parallel universe was a, copy of us living in a state vibrationally one-off. It's kind of like people say, uh, the ghost world is accessible. And when the veil is thin, means between this dimension and that dimension, then we can see through, well, in fringe, they might've had someone like me being a writer or giving advice, let's do a parallel universe where the veil can be breached and people here can go over there so that was the premise of the show and it even started out with this professor whose son was sick he created a way of accessing another universe where he is married to the same woman and they also have a son and he tried desperately after his son died to find a cure no honey (laughs) mama can i talk to you (laughs) I know. And uh, so the premise of it is he goes over to get that son to give him the treatment to save him because he couldn't save his own son. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it back. So he ended up raising the son from a parallel universe. And that's the start of all of it, because now the professor is aware that we coexist with a parallel universe. <clears throat> so in the parallel universe, they're more advanced than we are. And they have different ways of dealing with situations. So as time goes on, the man now, the child is now an adult. And they do eventually get to go over to the other side. Well, the other side has a way of, in a solid way, freezing a situation. Uh, criminals are frozen in what we call amber. Remember the movie Jurassic Park? And everybody's frozen. Remember that uh, <clears throat> Goldberg says, just because of the can, should we? What, what mosquito, was that? Wait, you know,
0: wait, wait, mosquito? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Got the mosquito. What well, was a mosquito <laughs> or a wasp? Right. Got DNA out, right? right. So see it's in, in the mo- In the series um, Fringe, it's the same thing. They freeze people. And I thought it was curious that they froze the professor and a couple other people. And the, the trauma or what that people were trying to rescue them is what have they done all this time? And someone said they are frozen with their last thoughts or the last actions they can repeat over and over. Can they go beyond that and think about things? I don't know, but I thought it was an amazing co- coincidence. I would see that recently when we're talking about attachments, because if I said to you, um, <laughs> Say you're getting ready for bed. Oh, no. <laughs> if they come right in front and walk all over me, I'm going to be in trouble here. Uh, say say you weren't aware this was going to happen. And you've had a day at work. Office, terrible. You had trouble in the car coming home. You had a fight with your spouse. The kid hit a ball through the window. And you go to bed, you go, oh, my gosh. Guess what? Amber is is given, the whole house is surrounded by Amber, including you. You get to live in that moment of everything happened to you that day or those last moments of thought for as long as they can keep you in that. What if they break you free? What is your mind going to be? I imagine a lot of people go insane in the show. They don't explore that. But the idea that you are frozen is how I sometimes see and feel these souls, the souls that pass over are frozen in their weeks or months prior to their death and they had no resolution. So <laughs> let me think how we get out of that situation. So uh, if you have a chance to get on Roku, I think it's on uh, FX or something for direct TV or some of those stations they've been playing it. Well, you know, the series will play out one station mm-hmm. and then they'll go take it to another station. So you can still see that. Um, I, like I said, i watch a few shows, but I, didn't pay attention, but when they talked about the amber, I went, "Oh, that's exactly what I well, needed." even even
0: the uh, Star Trek Next Generation. I mean, they, they did a thing where uh, they found this shuttle where people had been cryogenically frozen
1: uh-huh, because uh-huh. they had
0: sicknesses, and they figured, you know, that they paid to be frozen, thinking that in the future, if they were opened up, you know, that it was opened up, that they that they could come back and be cured and all this. And it was interesting because when they did bring them back. Like you say, there's a confusion because they're stuck in their date and time.
1: Right. But they're stuck in a way that they're okay with being frozen. Yes. Okay. So I'm talking about infringed, they don't know they're going to be frozen. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) if you're, there's so many analogies, but I want to discuss so many other things, but this is a really good analogy. Say someone is in the old West and they're watching a gunfight go on. And they just had a fight with their spouse, or that someone mm-hmm. stole the horse and they're not part of the gunfight. But the gunfight people, one is shot and it raises his gun and he actually shoots you, and you're watching a gunfight. It's like that person is not gonna die peaceful. That person is going to go, oh crap, someone killed me. Mm-hmm. And and now I have I have my family, and they don't have that one horse that I had. Someone stole that one horse. Now I know who it is, but I have no way of telling them. So I want to give some examples of how you should not have that in your life. Now, if you're in the old West and get shot by a bad guy and someone has just sold your horse and your wife now is going to starve because she can't get to town. Yes, that's a problem. (laughs) It is. We don't have answers, but I would like to take you to a place of thinking um, of how to surround yourself with other things in your life that are better than the circumstance of dying. Now, my father Um, was very, very gifted and he took life insurance policy out, uh, effective April 1st, 1955 at midnight, I was six years old. Guess what? Two o'clock in the morning coming from Las Vegas down, going down to LA and vice versa. I forget which direction he was going. He was hit head on with three Korean war heroes and he was killed instantly as long as well as the three fellas at 2:30, 2 o'clock or 2.30 in the morning. I have it written down somewhere. So even though he was killed, he would have left a wife and children, two girls, two little girls, five and six years old without anything. Mom wasn't working, only he was. Can you imagine? But he was intuitive enough to take a life insurance policy out the day that he was killed. And I remember mom telling me that they were trying to prove that he killed himself. Well, <laughs> my father wasn't, he was just knowing he needed to do a life insurance. How would you feel knowing that you need to take a life insurance policy and you didn't know what would happen? How could you change it? My mother said to me, well, we talked about this before, but I'll mention again, my last remembrance of my my father, and I have so few because he was gone commercial artist for universal studios. So he was all over the United States, not always home with us was I jumped in his arms and I said to him, please don't go, we'll never see you again. And the next thing I remember is my mother's fist going in my face. Don't you ever do that again, oh, Blink. <laughs> I waited until I was in high school when it was it came back. And it was so traumatic. But he left anyway. And he left. So it's like he had intuition, but what if he hadn't? See, and we don't always have that ability to be able to do that. Um, my mother's father died when she was 12. And he had uh, fell off of a tree and he died. And so my grandfather died. My father died. And so when my children were 10, 11, 12 years old, I was having a real close eye on my husband. I said, is this running the family? Is this her what's supposed to happen. I was a nervous wreck, I, not nervous wreck, but to a place where it bothered me. Because I And then my father's father also died very early. He was just a teenager. I'm not sure if it was illness or um, his studio caught fire, a New York big building caught on fire. I'm not positive because the records were not, my grandmother was divorced from him. So it was kind of like not known. But he died very early and he used to drive my mother crazy when he would have a conversation with my grandmother in a different building, but he was always talking to his father. They would have open conversations. My mom says, who are you talking to? Oh, my father. Well, he's been dead 30 years. What are you talking to him for? 25 years. <laughs> well, he was only 33 when he died. So it might've been 10, 15 years. It would drive my mother crazy. She was always, she was always saying, don't do that. I don't know who you're talking to, <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> and I do feel like he died um, emotionally healthy because he was able to take care of the family. Um, so I want you to remember the amber thing. So as I go on, I don't want to spend a lot of time. I want to make sure we cover all this. Um, if this isn't yourself, that someone is going to shoot amber at you, and you instantly become frozen amber like in the TV series Fringe. The difference is that you have full mental abilities or ever needing to move your body, eat, or eliminate process. The mental pro- processes that you have are only the last day you were not frozen. So remember that. So what I'm going to talk about tonight is before you go to bed tonight in your mind, say, if I don't wake up in the morning, what issues am I leaving unfinished, undone, unresolved? This is what we're going to talk about tonight because you never know you you be frozen in <laughs> or maybe not wake up because that could happen to anybody. You, me, why not? I'm at an age where most people do, a lot of people do pass away and there is never, the only difference is, is I'm so sure that we survive, and I'm so sure, even, even though I leave a lot of people behind, that it's exactly the way it's supposed to be, and it's okay. You have to have that in your mind. Um, so I call this dealing with this post-human soul, and their state of stuckness. This trauma of one own, this trauma of one's own mind, and the torment of unsatisfied needs being worked out in one's own mind while alive. Now, I know there's people watching the show who have pain. Uh, Yes, I know what pain means. I've been in a lot of pain. (laughs) Uh, I told my uh, somebody, I says, I'm so lucky to be alive, but I've had some close calls and I've had a lot of pain in my life, a lot of injuries, a lot of health things. And it's just part of life. We have to just live it. And I didn't say it was easy, but you have to work out in your mind it's okay to be where you are. You have to do what best you can. <clears throat> and I want to discuss, hopefully, in a way for you to understand the importance of completion and satisfaction. That's what this is about. Because if you pass over without working things out in your mind, guess what's going to haunt you? Haunt us. <laughs> By haunting you, you'll come back and haunt us or become an attachment. <clears throat> we're not going to be talking about, and this is another chapter in my book, but we're not going to do it tonight, is the possibility of it be- you becoming insane or the possibility of there being demons out there that can attach to us. Uh, my belief system is that what you call demons are actually spirits that have gone insane. And that is my my belief system. And there's a lot of people who don't believe in that. And I'm really okay with that. You have to go to what you believe in and what your upbringing. By the way, I have allergies. Listen, everybody has allergies. It affects my voice, of course. Um <clears throat> So we're addressing these hitchhikers, post-human souls with compassion and sympathy. What if you were talking to somebody and they were talking about all the problems in their life and then they died? What would be your first reaction? Oh, I'm so sorry they didn't work that out. I'm so sorry that they left with bad feelings towards somebody because that's what you think about. Um, I had someone I was talking to. He died of cancer. And at the funeral, I says, oh, this individual is so upset. And someone says, that's because all four of his wives showed up <laughs> for the funeral. Can you imagine what unresolved <laughs> issues that person had? Right? So you want to make sure you, you have <laughs> peace with those people that you leave behind. OK, um, I don't mean to make I know who this is, and I'm trying not to tell you um it's not fair i'm going to be telling you stories of people in these situations and they're two. i can't make it up who can make up these stories right um the writers of gray's anatomy <laughs> chandra rhymes yeah i know, i believe it or not i've ever watched the show is that, um, it's like, just...
0: guy, it's, it's, it's like the guy that comes in for a medical procedure and it turns out he's got a wife and like two mistresses and both the mistresses <gasps> think they're, oh. they're going to get married and they're older at the hospital.
1: I think someone told me about that episode. I seem to remember, or did it, did someone tell me and it happened with somebody? I don't Yeah, know. I
0: don't know. I just know.
1: Yeah. I just know. Yeah. <laughs> oops. Uh, oops. Uh Okay. So, um, I get a choice, kind of jumping around, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to go down to um, get, I know it, right? Um, Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to do backup, making a plan for, so some of the ways that you can help yourself not being so unhappy in your life to create you to be a spirit attachment and there's steps. Now you can go to so many people online and they have they say oh wonderful you're wonderful you're going to meditate we're going to pray to you know there's so many ways that you can make yourself a better human being by listening to everybody else this is my story and what i tell people and and it's not like i'm trying to take anybody's place or take anybody else's information this is what i've had to deal with these 33 years and i tell people these things i says where are you in your life and what is your next plan uh Mm -hmm. Are you going to date? Oh, I'm so excited. Who are you? Have you put a list together of your interests and your likes and dislikes? So when you meet somebody, you know who you are. Most of us walking around do not know who we are, nor do we really make long range, hopeful plans. Whether you make it or not, making plans, make, make a dream come true. Or plan out to have a dream come true. Even if you don't make it, gives us hope in our life and makes our life interesting. If someone said to me, I want to travel. And someone just did. If you watch this, you know who I'm talking about. Thank you for the Paris pictures. Uh, She went to Paris and sent me. I like architecture. She sent me all the buildings that surround her (laughs) apartment. And, And I said, I'm so excited you go. She says, I've learned French so I can go. Then learn French or Spanish or Portuguese. Make a trip. Learn the language first. When we strive for the next phase of our life, we're actually happy. If you don't get to do this, then plan something that you can do on a smaller scale. And that would be um, a church of Portuguese or the Spanish or something where you can go in and enjoy that environment. Because you could go not to go to Las Vegas and see the Paris. Do they have a building there just, oh, it's in. Um,
0: yeah, I think
1: tower it. is a building. And it's been 13 years since I've been there. <laughs> but they do have a Paris. So you can go there and pretend you're in Paris, learn French and talk to everybody that's in there. It's really, it could be really fun. You can find other ways to fulfill what you want to do. Uh, one of the things my husband wants to do is uh, get a rubber raft. We're up here by Lake Orville and you know they have these catamaran looking rafts when you blow up the size yeah. you sit in this yeah and we thought we'll get paddles and we'll just go i got so excited started looking them at like three four hundred dollars for decent ones and i thought oh this is gonna be fun get one for each of us <laughs> i don't think i want to share it with him um anyway so making plans makes you emotionally healthier um Okay, then I want to I speak to um, being happy. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is get yourself not to be on the edge. Um, I had a client. <clears throat> I have a client. It was one of the first ladies that visit me uh, after I started Spirit of Grace. It was within a couple of months. And, of course, it would be a topic that would be very, very difficult. She came because she knew that I could talk to spirit people, and she had a son who committed suicide. Well, this young man... Um, went out with the fellas and the girls and they went to what we call the overview of the city. You know, you always seen the pictures of the kids um, lovers lane lovers peak and they could see the town underneath Well, they were out there drinking and he had been very depressed about school and he put his drink down and he ran to the cliff and he jumped off. None of them could stop him. It was just instantaneously. Wow. So it was a terrible situation. <laughs> So this is what happens. So a few feet from the edge of the cliff is where I find his spirit. His spirit left his body and the flesh went to the ground. And he stood there and I said, what are you doing there? And he says, I changed my mind. I said, why Why did you change your mind? What happened? He said, and I did tell his mother this. And she actually reported me to the newspaper and had um, a reporter come out to get me take me down and it one ended up being one of the biggest articles um uh, looking through the looking glass and it was a terrific the woman loved me the reporter and she says oh my gosh and it was really terrible because the mother was very upset because I told her what he told me he says I've had too much pressure for my family to succeed school and I couldn't deal with it anymore well guess who it was his mother Um, and she she didn't like to hear that what Along this line,
0: that, that you're discussing this, that happens. Oh, I thought it was my cat. That, <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Oh, One man. of my two. Yeah, I got it right here. I'm, I just um, don't want to jump up.
1: Yeah. Everything that goes. happens a
0: lot more than a lot of people would think because I've done uh, interviews with people that have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, and, there's only been a few that have lived, yeah. Yeah, and the ones that have survived, they're, for the first thing they say is the regret yeah, their mind changes the
1: second their hands leave the lead railing the railing
0: yeah,
1: yeah their mind changes. so like i said um most of my articles are up on the web um mm-hmm. i think it might be on my website uh, nancymats.com looking through the um looking in i'm setting from a mirror my hair is really short and i'm a lot thinner younger <laughs> Through the Looking Glass, I think it was called. It turned out to be a really great article about me. And um, and the, at toward the end of the article, she had to put one sentence in because the that was what she was come out to do. And she said something really stupid and not stupid, um, obligated. But the article was great. <laughs> so I did post it. But um, being on the edge, I use that term every since. Because he did regret jumping off, but I, what I asked him was, what, why? And he says, I just, and then when I did left, I thought, he jumped. He says, that was stupid of me. So whenever I talk to people, I said, when you get to the edge of the cliff, call mm-hmm. your mother, your friend, the pastor, call somebody. You can talk it out. Because if you die at the edge of the cliff, and there's another term I use when you're bottom of a well. Visualize yourself on a, on a bottom of a well where the water is gone and you're looking up and all you see is the twirling, the sides of the well going up and you can see the sky, but there's no way for you to get up. And we get lost in that darkness in the bottom of the well. And sometimes I have to come along and show you a way to think about it to get you out of that spot or off the cliff. And I think once or twice I have a friend I call and I says, I'm not up type a note i'm on the cliff and that person will immediately call I, okay what is it what is it and it and we what happens the tumble in our mind we keep tumbling over and over the same thing we uh get mad about something we can't let it go you don't mm-hmm. want to die with that uh-uh you work it out you call your somebody you trust to talk to if you don't have anybody you trust call nine what's the uh suicide eight one one suicide line
0: know. Suicide hotline?
1: Yeah, someone look it up for us and make sure we talk about it. Because sometimes people don't have significant others. Um, Okay, I've already talked about so many things. (laughs) Okay, so I want to talk about a couple incidences where I've had to deal with family. One was a man who died after taking a bike ride with his 10-year-old. Now, what I got from this was an overachiever father. Priorities in your life. I want you to look at your priorities. If you feel like being successful in commerce is what you want for soul fulfillment, then realize if you don't spend time with family or some other situation, if you died, would you regret that? Because this man was fabulously, fabulously wealthy. And all he did was work, work, work. So the day he took a ride, what? 988. 988 is suicide prevention. Yes. And Nine, eight, eight, everybody. So, so the, when he went for the ride with his son, um, this is a terrible, he was so out of shape, he died of a massive heart attack and he wasn't even 50 years old. So commerce was important to him. He made fabulously ter- wonderful, wonderful dollars. But when he died, he realized he wasn't there to raise his children. And this is one of the few times, and I will talk of other times here, where someone has gone insane So by bringing this up, I want you to look at your priorities. That's why I'm bringing it up. Decide in your mind the most important thing about you. Remember I said, who are you? Make a list. Make sure you understand who you are as a human being, a person, a spouse, a parent. And make sure you understand what's important. If you can't spend time with your kids, get them a big brother, big sister to spend time with. Does that take care? care of the situation not really but you got to be real truth so a lot of uh wealthier peoples put their kids in boarding school and how many times have you heard of people that i was in boarding school my family hated me well no they just didn't know how to raise you boarding school not the answer but for them that was the best they knew how to deal with it i wouldn't want to have been put in boarding school that's that right mm-hmm. um okay uh, this is the death of a man Uh, he was driving his vehicle. This is Northern California, uh, Highway 80 um, off. This is not a a story I have to keep secret. I just can't remember where he was located exactly, but he lived in the Rockland, the Auburn, and he died uh, June 10th or 12th, something like that. And what happened was I was invited to do a tour of the Rockland Cemetery. And Kathy Nugent at the time was the somebody who did that. Uh, she took care of the cemetery needs, da 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 on and on and on. And so I told her I, I said, oh, I'd like to do a cemetery tour. That'd be all fun. I'd like <laughs> listen to me. Uh, something that I'd like to do. <laughs> oh let's talk to the dead people in the cemetery, right? Ah! <laughs> and I did. And so I I said, do me a favor though, if you have people you know who have people who have deceased in the cemetery, bring? let them know I'm doing this and let them have a tour. And so she called a few people who had relatives who recently died. What's the point we give a tour if I had no confirmation? Like uh, John Betancourt had me do tours of the cemetery in Sacramento, but he had the old records. And so he could do validation, and that's why he liked to, tried to trip me up. Oh, Nancy, this is going to be hard. I'm going to trip you up. And, of course, it didn't, and, and then got the validation we do survive so anyway I was walking around and uh I saw a tombstone of a gentleman who died locally and he yelled at me I'm going, oh my god <laughs> tell them I didn't commit suicide the road was wet and I slipped and fell into the ravine and I I said it out loud so fast it was like did I get taken over he just yelled at me. It was almost like, (laughs) I got to say this really quick. And unbeknownst to Kathy, the relative was there. I think it was the mother or the aunt or somebody that was very close to him. And they thought he had committed suicide and he hadn't. And they didn't believe me. Guess what? They went back to the records and found out that the night he died, it had rained in June and that he slipped off the road. And so this is a situation where people sense that you are in disarray, you're unhappy. There's all kinds of terrible things going, and then you die. So if people are thinking you're in a bad space, then do me a favor and get some help, find out what's going on with you, like and resolve and or resign or whatever. Because if you're accidentally killed, then your family is going to think that you killed yourself and they couldn't help you. This is very very important because. The family was in turmoil. Now, if you back up and look at the whole situation, you go, well, Nancy, how did you end up that night? And that spirit showed up to be able to tell you that he died not by accident, by, uh, by accident, not by design. So kind of think, oh, well, let me think here. Maybe his guide said, by the way, we're going to get Nancy in that cemetery. And there was a couple of things I picked up also with other people. And you can get this resolved. Or did he call Kathy and say, hey, get Nancy to do a tour because she's going to tell my family that I didn't kill myself. I don't know how this works. I just say either there's going to be somebody there or there's not going to be somebody there. And I'm going to be able to just help them out. That's all I want to do. And so the, Kathy got back to me and she said, you won't believe this. But he didn't kill himself. It was an accident. And it helped the family so much. So with that thought, I want you, if you're going through hard times and you actually die, I don't want them to think that you killed yourself. How you fix that? You need counseling. You need a best friend. You have to look at something that can help you through this trauma. So that was a very interesting one. Um, There's some, I got other ones, but this is also one I think is very important. Time does not roll in front of us like a road that's straight. It wavers. It does a slink. Do you know what slinky is? Those people. I think it was popular thirty years ago, and it was a handheld. You know, it was a twirl of metal, and it, it. The advertisement on TV. They put it at the top of the stairs, saying, like "Okay, remember that, everybody." That's how I see time in front of us. When it when we live, time it's behind us. It isn't all curl like that. It wavers like this. And at times I think to myself, am I insane? Is this what's really happening? I can only tell you what I know. Um, I did this for a while. I tried to, I want you to watch a movie and I want you to say to somebody in this movie, I want you to scratch your shoulder. I want you to fix your bra strap. I want you to turn around. I can do that. You know how I think it's done? Because I enter time enter the movie to that moment and I tell them to do something. <laughs> it takes a while. Everybody I've been doing this a long time. I think I can enter time and I can go back to do something. Now, why I'm bringing this up. I want you to think of something that you're ashamed of. You're upset about. You wish you had not said to somebody. I want you to go back to that exact moment in time in the past. I want you to vision yourself, feel yourself in your body at that moment, talking to somebody when you wish you hadn't said something. And I want you to have to, you have to say it. But what I want you then to do is say, I'm sorry I said that. I want you to fix it. And what happens is, is you're giving yourself permission to say you're sorry. Now, does that affect the future? Invisible domino? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can fix a bad situation by saying you're sorry. How many of you had deja vu? And in this flash of a moment, you go, well, that was a stupid thing to say. And all of a sudden, you're reliving it. And all of a sudden, it's happening. You know what's going to say. And you go, whoa, wait a minute. I dreamt this or I had a flash of this. I know what I'm not going to say. You fixed it. If it's in the past, I want you to go and visualize that in your mind. Sit down quiet, please. In the car is the best place in the whole world. (laughs) close the doors, roll out the windows on a cool day, of course. Go somewhere that's in the shade if it's summertime. I want you to really go back to that moment. I want you to revisit that situation of the moment you wish you hadn't done something. Whether you yelled at somebody, you threw a dish at somebody, you screamed at the car next to you and ended up being your (laughs) mother-in-law. Didn't happen, but I, for some reason popped into my head. You go back, and then I want you to say you're sorry. And I want you to mean it if you don't mean it don't matter and it could help you recover or it will help the other person recover and I do believe that's possible Uh, time travel to correct a wrong has a repercussion that can be felt today I do believe that make up for lost time write that letter say your piece formally end a situation formally begin a situation wish you had now time to fix that speak your mind and give service to others in any way you are able i do we talked about this Shar. service to others when i was working in a telephone company i didn't have service to others and then for my children um, your turn for the cupcakes okay mad dash try to make cupcakes you know everybody's kind of crazy at the household so but that's not service Service is doing the show like this sharing my knowledge um when i do sessions i have to charge on it know i have to pay my bills but if if i can do this in other ways i do the um ghost busting i mean the investigations with you and everybody else that's asked me it's it's possible if possible i've slowed down a lot but the first 15 years of of um of doing this started in 90 until 2005 i got married again and and he we decided to move to tucson arizona um i was doing events everywhere spirit of grace, every Friday night, um, East West bookstore, um, conventions galore. Everyone that was out there, I did something sometime. That was what I call service to others because I, I made sure And most of the lectures and spirit of grace, I didn't get paid. And that was all the time on top of the readings and service to others is a, it saves your soul because if you can help one more person survive their life, then your life is worthwhile. Uh, So again, I say, make up for lost time, write the letter. People call me up and say, oh, my husband has poisoned um, me against my children. He divorced me and took my kids or my daughter's moved away and we're not talking anymore. And I says, well, then send him a card. You have to open the door. And what you want to do is you want to send the card to your child. If you never talk, I miss you in my life. I miss you in my life. And I love you always, mom. You don't have to say, call me. Just say, I miss you in my life. If it's a child, do the same thing. And that repetitive action is what will win them over. Do it once a month. That's all. I miss you in my life. They'll get it. They'll get it. Um, service others. I always find. And another thing too is people say, my life's in turmoil. Find peace in nature. And what I'm trying to go is a place of keeping your body out of turmoil. Also helps with blood pressure, right, Char? Shar? Right. Like we got to keep yeah. our body healthy, and yep. by being peaceful inside, this is how I recommend people to do it. And I, um, you know, I was a long distance runner and horse person, and I, my happy moments, believe it or not, is my putting my shoes on and my dog, Bonnie. <laughs> Yeah. Bonnie, and she'd find Caesar, the neighbor dog, and we'd all go for a run. And I can put myself into a memory of running on the bike um, horse trails from Granite Bay to um, Auburn, Auburn Lake trails up there. And they were the happiest moments. So if I can't get out, I go back to a peaceful moment in nature, however it matters to you. Um, so the house in Hornbrook, when I we no longer live up there, if I got tired or it's frustrated, I go out and stamp on the dirt. I go, this dirt is mine. Those trees are mine. I love this. I love the peacefulness of the country. You can't, there's no, and then even though it scared me at times, uh, I really like the storms and I like the snow. And the snow, we had some hail. I mean, um, oh, storms where the the snow goes sideways. What's that called? Blizzard, a situation. Yes, yeah. And yeah. sleep. yeah, it was like a few times got really scary. And I remember thinking, what was I scared for? You know, that's nature. And I remember thinking it's magnificent. So find your nature and uh, be peaceful with that. Um, no, I didn't say for you to run your credit cards out for the ladies that want the thousand dollar pair of shoes that make them happy. I didn't say, don't call me up and say, <laughs> I did what you told me. I, I thought that that was, I made me happy. Well, I can go to the thrift store and find something to make me happy. Well,
0: guys, that guys that's short-lived happiness. You want to go for something that's going to make you happy in in the long term. Maybe you right. want to go outside and watch what, and watch all the animals in your yard play. You know, like with me for a while there, it was the feral cats that, and the kittens and everything. I could go outside and watch them and even play with them occasionally. But it, right. it made me happy inside.
1: Actually, there's something to be said about this yeah um <laughs> i want to go back there's a couple stories i didn't tell you but i think it's because i was running out of time People. um if you <laughs> oh um this story is not here but there something did happen. this is uh, recently a recent man was having an affair i mean, women have affairs too and there's sometimes murders and all kinds of things anyway he got killed and He's been going around to everybody he knows trying to stop them from finding out that he had a lady on the side and his wife did not know. I, I I, cannot tell people what to do with their life. If you're going to have a fling on the side, just don't get yourself killed. You know, if you're not happy in your marriage, then end it. Be fair to your spouse. She deser- she or he, he also, he they deserve to be happy with someone who wants them back. And men have told me, I can love my wife, but I can also have a mistress because that adds excitement to my life. And I actually said this to a man. I says, what if you die and your wife finds out you had a mistress? How would you feel? Never incurred to him. Well, this just happened. This happened. I'm trying to think of what state it was. If I said Tennessee or Kentucky, I think that's in the direction. But anyway, um, make sure that you don't have paper trail. Because if your wife found out and you're a spirit person and you hear that she found out how disappointed she would be with you and vice versa. Uh, it seems like I get more stories about, come on, what are you laughing about, honey? I got a story to add to that. The okay. Brookdale Lodge, just outside of Santa Cruz,
0: when, when we did two investigations there, the first investigation, because there's nine, there's, there's something like, I forget, like two, three, four hundred ghosts there. And it's all yeah. mobsters. It's all mobsters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're walking around, and these ghosts of these mo- these male mobsters are coming out, and they're afraid to talk to us because, uh, in their words, they were all having affairs, and they were afraid that we would tell their wives, and their wives would find out. And they're all dead, oh, right? I mean, all uh, dead. Yeah. Yeah. They're all dead. Yeah, but oh, then families
1: so are still all um,
0: yeah. But that's what that reminded me of, what you just said. They're all dead. And, you know, we had like 20, 30 ghosts come out and go, well, uh, I don't think I could talk to you because of this. They might get back to my wife, you know.
1: Right. (laughs) We don't have enough time in the day for the stories I have listed here. Because (laughs) what I'm pointing out is the disarray or the situation. How about somebody Mm -hmm. that's embezzled? Uh, There was a a client of mine who's (laughs) unknowing to him. His wife it was embezzling money and when he found out he didn't know what to do. So what would happen if the wife died and knew that she had put this man through that? So I'm not saying that we become Puritans. Please, you know, I'm the last, you know, I who am I to tell you how to live your life? If you come to me and you have issues, well then I'll help you think it through or give mm-hmm. you advice. What's gonna happen? But there are situations that we live our life and you can watch TV every day of the week and find another situation. And when you do, you think to yourself, well, if that man dies, how about how about somebody who has been responsible for someone's death and they die without making resolve it? They were responsible for a medical procedure or product or something that killed people. How would you how if the person died, how would they resolve that in their mind? We can't live our life. Um, in such a way that you're unhappy. Meaning if you're going to have an affair, you're going to have whether I tell you not to or not. If you're going to steal your wife's mother or your mother, wife's mother and father, I've, I've heard of him. There's another client. Um, God I almost said, see, I, I gotta be so careful. Wealthy family, another family. And the brother had stole the man's money. The, the client mm-hmm. was a wife of a man whose brother embezzled the money from him. And when he found out, they actually caused a lot of problems. What happened if the brother had died and seen what would happen to the family? Or what if the man who got embezzled, he died without resolving it, they actually took him to court. He, he went to jail. What if he died before that could happen? And he's mm-hmm. restless and he goes around and after a while these people come insane. And so in some ways, I, I, there's a couple things I want to talk about before we lose more time. There's such a word as, I said it early, hitchhikers. And these are people who have unresolved life wants. And so if you die because of needing more in your life, say you die and you've been poor. And you say, you know, I've always wanted to have a good meal in a restaurant. So the first thing you think of is when you're passed over, I'm going to become an attachment to somebody. And I'm going to, every time they go to a restaurant, I'm going to eat. There are people in spirit who have unresolved wishes, wants, hopes, and desires. I'm talking about the negative side. I'd like to talk to the positive. You say to me, well, Nancy, don't we all gre- greeted by, listen to me, we all <laughs> get greeted by somebody. They turn these people away, or they're so in disarray or depression or trauma that the people that would greet them, they can't see them because they're blinded by their, their needs, wishes, wants, hopes, and desires. And so we have a myriad of what I call the really negative things that can cause people to die uh, after death become an attachment to other people in the family because they can't get the message to them. That's a terrible way to be. But there's also people, and I'm going to give an example, a couple examples here. Um, say say you, um, you bought a boat and the next thing you know, you take it out on the maiden run. Can you imagine the people who did Titanic, right? <laughs> And the thing sinks. And that was the only thing you ever wanted to do. And so what happens is, is when you die, the only thing you can think about is getting on another boat. So you head out the harbor and you wait for somebody who has a boat and you become attached to that person and you enjoy the emotions of someone with a boat. And that's a hitchhiker to me. And they're not all insane. They're just the um, unyielding yearn yearning of wanting to do something and how do you resolve that in this lifetime it's hard to ask answer that because you what you want to do is you want to fulfill the wish of wants hopes and desires of your life now and do the best you can but you don't want to become obsessed obsessed with it um, I think be, having peace in your life um, doing what you can do someone asked me once um, so I got cancer and it was a couple weeks away from the first marathon I was going to run. And December 7th was um, from uh, I think it was Granite Bay down to Sacramento, Sacramento International Marathon. And I had been running 20 and 21 miles a a day uh, on the weekend. Oh, just go fun run. So I'd go at average 16, sometimes 18, 19, 20 miles. (laughs) And I've never done it. And so I thought to myself, well, the cancer killed me. What would I thought about that? Well, I've realized that I could still run the marathon by run it as a spirit person. And I was talking to someone that I trusted. And I thought that I'd say, what do you think I'm gonna do when I'm a spirit person? She says, oh, I see you riding a horse on a horse run. And I thought, I thought I had finished that episode of my life because I gave up the horses to be able to become a runner. Long story, but that's exactly what happened. Yet the thrill of riding power of being on the horse's back, uh, the best ride I ever had was through the Redwoods. I think it was a 40 or 50 mile ride. And it was exhilarating and it smelled and was what nature, see? And so I can see why she would say that because she didn't know how, this is someone I trust to tell me. And I went, wow, she didn't know I did that. She knew I was in horse, but she knew I was in competition. So I can see why we do that. Yet I think I would like to run because I remember some of the best, things, days of my life were running. And of course, of course I would, right? Uh, not in the kitchen, cooking, taking care of babies, no, riding, running. So, um, so I'm not saying I wasn't a great mother, I was, but we're talking about what makes you happy personally. Yes, kissing up my grandchildren was oh so wonderful. I got two great granddaughters that are just precious it's not the same thing, uh, because you can be a good parent, good work person, but if you're not emotionally satisfied in your personal life uh, for you, then you have a problem. So do if you want to paint, join a class. If you want to learn to run, so I was 50 years old, and I joined a, a rollerblade group out of Rock. Well, I joined. Let me think. Took up rollerblading. I Had someone teach me. I don't know I was going to join the group. So my daughter said. Uh, you, you made it. You're 50 years old, Mom. <laughs> of course, when she hit 50, we didn't do this. But she says, "I want to buy you a tattoo." I go, "What?" She says, yeah, "I'm going to get the same one. It's going to be on your toe." I didn't know if you're going to get a tattoo, don't do it on your toe. It's the most one of the most painful places on your body. So I have roses on a toe, and so does she. To come to celebrate my being 50, I live to be 50, and. Uh, I didn't do the same for her, but it wasn't kind of a different situation. So I've given you some ideas to pursue peacefulness in your life, happiness, pursue, make plans. Even if it happens, the idea of making a plan helps. Uh, Finish your hobby, Um, not to justify that you've done something like this. How many movie stars have we heard that went into painting? Tony Curtis became a wonderful painter. Um, George Bush, the uh, president, became a wonderful artist. Does it mean that you have to do something like that? No, you have to do something that brings peace to you. Uh, you do it today. Um, go on photography. Um, uh, do flower flower arrangements or grow roses. These are just ideas, everybody, just because that's how I think. Uh, personally, <laughs> I would like to uh, have somebody whose son I saw. So I have a client, uh, Modesto. And she has a son that's about 13, 14 years old or something. And I actually saw the young man building robots that will be on the moon. And when I told her this, she hadn't listened to the tape. She, he goes, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Now he can make long range plans. See, that pulls him through life. So no matter what negative could happen around him, he has a plan. And that's what keeps us alive and keeps us going. So that mm-hmm. if in case you do become an attachment, if he were to die, a day after graduation, or the day after he created that robot, he can be on the moon watching everybody use his product. Why not? We do survive. And even though it's crazy to think that that's possible, it will happen whether you believe in it or you want to. Oh, I'm an atheist. That won't happen. You could be an atheist. I had this really well-renowned, famous person come to me, leaned on the desk, came in with a student. I think I mentioned this before. Student came in with these big box the arms of books. I loved it. I thought, what we're we going to talk now? I don't remember, unfortunately, him or these books. i brought? I just remember the ghost he brought in with him. He leaned over the desk. He says, "Would you tell everybody I was wrong?" So, um, I, my website. Uh, I was double blind test, triple tested by Professor Gary Schwartz for my abilities. And a little after that, a year after that, I did share with him this story, and he looked at me in amazement. He says, "Of the people I tested, two other women." Told him that this spirit had this ghost, the this spirit man had come and told them that he was wrong. We do survive. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Not because I did that, but because even an atheist can go, Oh, poo, <laughs> look at this. I'm alive. It's amazing, everybody. But then uh, you want to pass over emotionally happy. If I were to pass over the next five minutes, would it be emotionally happy? I think I've helped enough people. I made peace with somebody from my past and I've, I've had a good marriage. You know, there's enough to be grateful for. So being grateful is very, very important. Be satisfied. You were able to complete what you had designed in your life for as much as you could. Don't be resentful for people who didn't like you or resentful because someone else had more. It doesn't matter. Do we believe in reincarnation? Do you pick a life for the turmoil or for the anguish you will suffer through it. Listen, if I had that answer, I would have that answer. If you do, and we do pick a life. I picked a hard one, but I've, I've been able to do what I do to help people. That's made me feel good. I know people who are watching this who have a lot of pain in their life. I don't have that answer. I wouldn't want that for anybody. If there is a way to prove that we do pick a life, has anybody seen that card, that photograph of the baby being born, and this the doc holds the baby up, and the baby has a squinched up mad face, and it says, "Oh no, back again." But parents who have no money, something like that. reincarnation. Oh, fudge! I pick parents who don't have any money again. So I think we can laugh at that. We can't. We can laugh at the circumstances of our life, but yet, through the troubles I've had. My father dying so young um, and the troubles that got me to where I am today made me a better person, made me more compassionate, maybe. And so I think that we pick a life for what we get from it and what we experience is because we want to know what it feels like. I have no answers. I don't have all the answers. Thank goodness. Maybe that's the choice of life is to find out the answers on our own. That's about as good as I, I uh, finish this up uh, another example finish your hobby and if not justify in your mind something equally fun to take its place do not go into spirit with wish with i wish i had that's the hardest thing for us to do don't go in with i wish i had go in with i wish i had but i got as much as i could do because we don't want to become an attachment and have karen and i try to pull it somebody off somebody I hope that answers some of your questions, everybody. I made it brief, um, it very, very brief. There's so many examples. I didn't even get up to all of them, but I wanted to be able. Suicide Hotline. Thank you. Suicide Hotline. Oh, good for the chat room. Thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, it was fun. Nine eight is a suicide and crisis lifeline. I really believe that's important. Okay. All right, Shar. How did I do? All right very good i want to
0: make a side note here um a frequent guest on this show I, i'm not going to say what what happened but a frequent guest on the show jared murphy is in the hospital and uh, he could use your prayers and whatever whatever good juju you could send out but he's been what in the state? hospital this week uh i don't even know where he lives anymore because he moved but i know this happened in i believe it happened in minnesota okay in so ralph what's
1: his first name
0: Jared Murphy, it's Jared. Jerry in Jared in Minnesota. Jared Murphy in Minnesota, yeah. And I know okay. you guys know him. He's the not aliens guy. There is a what? This is an example of what? Click on it. Oh, I know what to do. Don't tell me what to do. Click on a comment to make it come out. I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's it's telling me to click on a comment so it shows up on the screen. Click oh. on a comment to show to show it on your screen. I don't care. But um, anyway, so uh, yeah, Jared's in the hospital, and uh, he's, yeah, he's he's having a hard time right now. So, if you guys could, you know, get a system to you, and I know you guys know who he is. He's an all he's the not aliens guy. He believes that a lot of the stuff that, that that is ancient technology wasn't done by the aliens that that it was done by us.
1: And was he a guest of yours?
0: So a couple of three or four times, yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. So you awesome. can look him up. Everybody on her show. You know, he's the one You're that because I
0: suggested it, he's the one that went to the Grand Canyon to try and find that those caves, you know, with the giants. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I suggested it. Yeah, he's the one. So yeah, so he's wow. having a hard time right now. So he could use your prayers. Okay, that being said, you Patreons, that video's up. It's waiting for you. Tinkerbell awaits. It's a it's an interesting video because she she has done so much more in her life, other than playing Tinkerbell. So much more. And I think you'll find it interesting. Like I said, it's an hour and a half video and uh, yeah, it co- covers everything. And that's what she had asked me was she didn't want to talk completely about being Tinkerbell. She wanted to talk about her outside, you know, uh, stuff that she did. So that's, that. that's what yeah. I did. And, I can appreciate uh, that. Out, yeah. Yeah. It turned out really balanced, but boy, boy, has she done stuff, you know? So yeah. So check it out. That would be for the members of the Patreon. Now, if you're not a member of the Patreon. You still have a chance to become a member of the Patreon. If you look at the description of, Nancy, of the show with Nancy today, down at the bottom is a uh, link to the Patreon. Because what happens over there, like I said, is you get to see these videos like um, like two weeks in advance. of everybody else. So that's kind of cool. And plus, it's kind of like a preview night. Like, you know, those so- like when Sony Pictures sends you tickets and says, why don't you come preview this movie and, f- and fill out a questionnaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of like that. Because if you if you see this video and you think, well, maybe you should have changed that or you didn't, you didn't do a certain question or something, you know, that's, that gives me two weeks to maybe make the correction on there, you know, to, to make the video better. So mm-hmm. you guys get to play editor. You guys get to play critic as well. So it's kind of cool. Plus I think next week, Nancy and I will set up a night to be out there live over on the Patreon. I don't know which night, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, talk about that this weekend. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, go on over to the Patreon, check it out. And, uh, it's going to be a great video, and I will have a teaser of the video out within the next couple hours here because I'm working on that. That's why I got distracted before I came on. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad it's Friday, finally. I was up all night. I finally went to bed around 1030 this morning and got oh, up at 330. Oh, my gosh. But I had worked all night on the video. I get so, like, into these videos and doing them, I just lose track of time.
1: Lose uh, Next thing I know
0: let thing I know the sun's up. I I went out there to grab some water and I was like, oh, my God, the sun's up. You know, so.
1: Yeah, I hope you guys had a good show tonight. And uh, make sure you follow through on looking. And if you like the show, give us a thumb up because that helps her out. That helps yeah,
0: yeah, algorithm and all that. Yeah, if you're watching from YouTube, uh, same thing. Give us a thumbs up. Give give us some love, some smiley faces. Also, if you haven't done so already, subscribe. Subscribe to these things, because it's not only Nancy. (laughs) We love Nancy. But, you know, but uh, we do other topics as well, obviously. So, I mean, there's a lot. There's always always a lot going on during the week, you know, with with, with different types of guests. In fact, thank you for reminding me. Monday, we're going to be talking. I got this thing going with Atlantis for some reason this month. So, Monday. Yeah, Michael LeFlem is going to be with us to talk about Visions of Atlantis. We just had Atlantis on the other night. So we got another Atlantis coming up Monday, and of course Sunday I'll be here reading the book. I think we're getting close to the end of that book. You know that last chapter that I wrote was like read was really long. To me, it sounded like it was starting to close down, and I thought, well, I'll just go on and see what happens. And it just kept going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. So we'll see this Sunday what happens. But uh, hopefully, I won't get banned on TikTok this Sunday either. But anyway. <laughs>
1: I know there's people
0: that say there's people that say worse things than what's in that book so I don't understand you know people have their pages and they say horrible okay let's okay everybody uh, know what their trip is okay
1: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah but anyway I want you guys to have a great couple days I will see you Sunday at 630 and uh, 630 Pacific and please check out the Patreon I urge you to check out the Patreon because like I said any pre-recorded show that I I record goes over there No. And the cat thinks so, too.
1: I, I got one on each side of me. It's kind of like, ah. <laughs> but it brings a lot of fun to our broadcast in my life. You know, I do like these silly things.
0: So anyway, here is Nancy's information for you guys before I sign off. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. Hello. There it is. Websites, nancymats.com, nancymatsauthor.com the N, M, and A are capped youtube.com forward slash nancy matt psychic help get me out of this funk nancy mats my squeaky chair two worlds developing your psychic skills nancy mats And The Unwilling Sacrifice. That's Matt. It's not like I'm reading off an Oscar thing, isn't it? And the winner is... Amazon! Woohoo! Yeah, books you get the books at Amazon.com. All right, guys. I will see you Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific.